Welcome to Star Wars in 10. Now hit the intro. <laughs> What's happening, Far, Far Away family? Okay, we did it. We got Monday out of the way. So how's everyone doing on this wonderful Tuesday? I don't know about everyone else, but I think they need to change it from TJIF to TJIT. Thank God it's Tuesday. Because I truly dislike Mondays with a passion. I guess I'm just getting old or something, but I can't seem to get up and get going on Mondays. But anyway, who is really ready for the season finale of the Book of Boba Fett tomorrow? Honestly, I don't think this will be the last episode. I believe that they're going to have one more. And they kept it a secret as the big reveal. Kind of like they did with Luke and Mando. There's absolutely no way possible that they can ram everything into this one episode. There has to be two to get it right. Then the whole big battle scene and the standoff between Boba and Cad Bane or Mando and Cad Bane. Cad Bane has to have a shootout with someone. And all this has to be done in one episode? I don't think it's possible. But that's just my opinion. We will have to see. Okay, I'm just rambling at this point. We got a story to get to. And there's no better time to do that than right now. Med held his ground, igniting his lightsaber and peering into the shadows that lined the walls of the cave. Unable to pierce the darkness with his eyes, he opened himself to the Force and staggered back as if he had been punched in the stomach. Normally, the Force washed over him like a warm bath of white light, strengthening him, centering him. This time, however, it struck him like a frozen fist in the gut. Another blaster bolt whistled by his ear. Dropping to his knees, Med crawled to cover behind the nearest rock formation, bewildered and confused. As a Jedi, he had trained his entire life to transform himself into a servant of the Force. He had learned to let the light side flow through him, empowering him, enhancing his physical senses, guiding his thoughts and actions. Now, the very source of his power had seemingly betrayed him. He could hear blaster bolts ricocheting throughout the chamber as the miners returned fire against their unseen opponent. But he shut out the sounds of battle. He didn't understand what had happened to him. He only knew he had to find some way to fight it. Panting, the Jedi silently recited the first lines of the Jedi Code, struggling to regain his composure. There is no emotion, there is peace. The mantra of his order allowed him to bring his breathing under control. A few seconds later, he felt composed enough to reach out carefully to try to touch the Force once more. Instead of peace and serenity, he felt only anger and hatred. Instinctively, his mind recoiled, and Med realized what had happened. Somehow, the power he was drawing on had been tainted by the dark side, corrupted and poisoned. He still couldn't explain it, but now he at least knew how to try to resist the effects. Blocking out his fear, the Jedi allowed the Force to flow through him once more in the faintest guarded trickle. As he did so, he focused his mind on cleansing it of the impurities that had overwhelmed his senses. Slowly, he felt the power of the light side washing over him, though it was far less than what he was used to. Stepping out from behind the rocks, he called out in a loud voice, Show yourself! A blaster bolt ripped from the darkness toward him. At the last second, he deflected it with his lightsaber, sending it off harmlessly into the corner, a technique he had mastered years ago while still a Padawan. Too close he thought to himself. You're slow, hesitant. Trust in the Force. The power of the Force enveloped him, but something about it still felt wrong. 
Its strength flickered and ebbed like a static-filled transmission. Something or someone was disrupting his ability to focus. A dark veil had fallen across his consciousness, interfering with his ability to draw upon the Force. For a Jedi, there was nothing more terrifying, but Med had no intention of retreating. Leave the miners alone! He called out, his voice betraying none of the uncertainty he felt. Show yourself and face me! From the far corner of the room, a young Iktochi woman stepped forth, holding a blaster pistol in each hand. She was clad in a simple black cloak, but she had thrown her hood back to reveal the downward curving horns that protruded from the sides of her head and tapered to a sharp point just above her shoulders. Her reddish skin was accentuated by black tattoos on her chin, four sharp thin lines extending like fangs from her lower lip. The miners are dead, she told him. There was something cruel in her voice, as if she was taunting him with the knowledge. Gingerly using the force to extend his awareness, Med realized it was true. As if peering through an obscuring haze, he could just manage to see the bodies of the miners strewn about the chamber, each branded by a lethal shot to the head or chest. In the few seconds it had taken him to collect himself, she had slain them all. You're an assassin, he surmised, sent by the royal family to kill the rebel leaders. She tilted her head in acknowledgement and opened her mouth as if she was about to speak. Then, without warning, she fired another round of blaster bolts at him. The ruse nearly worked. With the force flowing through him, he should have sensed her deception long before she acted. But whatever power was obscuring his ability to touch the light side had left him vulnerable. Instead of trying to deflect the bolts a second time, Med threw himself to the side, landing hard on the ground. You're as clumsy as a youngling. He chatted himself as he scrambled back to his feet. Unwilling to expose himself to another barrage, he thrust out his free hand, palm facing out. Using the force, he yanked the weapons from his enemy's grasp. The effort sent a searing bolt of pain through the entire length of his head, causing him to wince and take a half step back. But the blaster sailed through the air and landed harmlessly on the ground beside him. To his surprise, the assassin seemed unconcerned. Could she sense his fear and uncertainty? The Iktochi were known to have limited precognitive abilities. It was said they could use the Force to see glimpses of the future. Some even claimed they were telepathic. Was it possible she was somehow using her abilities to disrupt his connection to the Force? If you surrender, I will promise you a fair trial, Med told her, trying to project an image of absolute confidence and self-assurance. She smiled at him, revealing sharp, pointed teeth. There will be no trial. The Iktochi threw herself into a back handspring, her rope fluttering as she flipped out of view behind the cover of a thick stone outcropping. At the same instant, one of the blasters at Med's feet beeped sharply. The Jedi had thought he had disarmed his foe, but instead, he had fallen into her well-laid trap. He had just enough time to register that the power cell had been set to overload before it detonated. With his last thought, he tried to call upon the Force to shield him from the blast, but he was unable to pierce the debilitating fog that clouded his mind. He felt nothing but fear, anger, and hatred. As the explosion ended his life, Med finally understood the true horror of the dark side. 
Now this part starts off with Mayor trying to draw upon the force, but there is something very wrong. He describes it as being punched in the stomach. It was like anger and pain tainted the force, causing it to be like water trickling through the cracks of a dam. He had been training his whole life for situations just like this, and now the one thing that he relied on was no longer a source of his strength, but even with just a trickle of the force, he faces down his foe. He calls out to them from across the cave, which was not the best idea because a blaster bolt almost hits him in the face. He was able to block it with his lightsaber, but his reaction was much slower than normal. Meg calls out to the assassin to leave the miners alone if this is when an Itachi woman appears from the shadow. She is holding two blasters. She tells Med that all the miners are dead, and when he searches using the force, he finds that the woman is telling the truth but in the time it took for him to use the force to check the woman had taken a shot at him she only missed because he jumped to the side at the last moment Med uses the force to rip the blasters from her hand, but it causes a sharp pain to jolt through his head. This is when he remembered that the Itachi were known to be force sensitive. Was this what was happening? Was she using the force to block his ability to use it? He tells the woman that if she surrenders, he'll make sure that she gets a fair trial. She says that there will be no trial. Then she does a back handspring into the shadows of the cave, and her blaster laying at Med's feet explodes, killing the Jedi. Well, that was one heck of a way to end the part. I gotta say it, this was a great part of the story. It has suspense, action, and a great ending. And I think it's the perfect place to end this episode. So join us tomorrow for part eight of this amazing story. We hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Star Wars in 10. Tune in next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can follow us on all major podcast directories. If you enjoyed the show, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening and may the force be with you. Star Wars in 10 was created by Keen Eye Shed and is distributed by Swaycast Network. This show was produced by Pigfield Media, sound designed by Theodore Thompson, researched by Leslie Schneider. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away.